What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB, Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is The Uncomfortable Hello Truth. and welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. On our last episode, uh, Lewis was telling us kind of the beginning of his journey from Mexico to the United States. We left off with him being a hustler. Uh, just like, this really resonates with me. This dude was selling candy bars at school at nine, ten years old. I was doing that similarly, but I was probably 12 or 13 before I was going to say, I kind of started doing it too. Okay. But I was in high school. Okay. And it was Chick-fil-A chicken biscuits. Oh, and, we didn't have Chick-fil-A in Legion Fields where and, I grew up. And, and donuts. And so. Dude, did your dad run you by Chick-fil-A in the morning? No, I, I drove. Oh, so you would drive, get the biscuits. Oh, dude. Yes. This is like. Let me take notes. Dude, yeah. there is so, there's <laughs> so much today. opportunity in the high school. Yeah. Now, what they want to do, they don't want you doing that. Hey, five, five bucks for a chicken biscuit at, at the school. What were, you, what were you buying them for at that time? Oh, like, like 250? 250. Oh. Yeah. There's opportunity in this country. Yes. Not just as high school kids or elementary kids or junior high kids. Just this is a land of opportunity, mm-hmm. and people just don't see it. They That's d- crazy. They don't. They're they're so blind to it, and in their mind, their mind just doesn't go there. Yeah. You, you can know? you can go to Walmart and and buy a Monopoly board and flip it on Amazon and make yeah whatever on it. I saw you've been watching like arbitrage stuff. No, have you seen That's the called arbitrage? The, the the YouTube guy that that is like in TJ Maxx with his scanner. Yes, I, I've done that before. Really? Well, he yes. Scan, he lo- he likes scan, he'll get he'll go scan a purse mm-hmm. and see what it's selling for on Amazon. He's buying it at TJ Maxx for on that app it tells you all your fees too. So you know like your 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 Amazon warehouse fee, your shipping fee, all that and the price Every and, time he scans an item it's already sold and he he's like walking out of the store he's like I made 500 bucks an hour. I saw one, <laughs> this guy went to Home Depot, and um, you know those uh, outdoor heaters with the, you put the propane mm-hmm. tank in, whatever, mm-hmm. it's got like the fan looking thing on top. So they were on sale at Home Depot for like, I don't know what their normal prices are. They're on sale at Home Depot for like 79 bucks or something like that. I think they're normally like 150 yeah. He bought 42 of those suckers and flipped them on eBay or Amazon for like 240 a piece. Like that. <laughs> yeah. All 42 of them? Whatever they had, he bought them. Well, it's all going to convenience. Like, if I can pay extra to not leave my house, just yeah. the grocery pickup. And exactly. Not, like, now even Walmart, I saw a commercial where they, like, put your groceries up for you. They come to your house, and they put your groceries up for wow. you. Wow. That's crazy. That is crazy, but I'm not surprised. Yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> so, long story short, hustling. Yeah. Getting it done. Lewis was doing it when he was nine, and he's still doing it when he's 36. I'm just uh, doing it the legal way. Yeah. Pay <laughs> All right, so at some point, that them Snicker bars and Hershey bars and whatever else you're selling turned into something else. Tell us about yeah, what. Just, man, it, when, you start, when you start messing with sin, and I've learned this, you know, the hard way, uh, when you start messing with sin, it, it doesn't, it just grows, man. It just grows and it grows. And it goes from something small to just next thing you know, you just can't control it. It con- controls you, you know, whether it's greed or addiction or the love of money. Um, you just want more and more of it, mm-hmm. you know. And then at some point it just becomes 
the new norm. Like that's what it is, and that's what you think. Justify it little by yeah, little. Exactly. We so, all do. So how did that? Tell us how that sin <clears throat> culminated and grew in your life from 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 that point forward. Well, it's you know it's like a it's no different than a gateway drug. People want to say that marijuana is a gateway drug to cocaine and heroin and meth. I mean, same thing with 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 money and wanting more of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was making. 25 cents on a candy bar, but then now I'm like, okay, if I start selling bike parts, you know, back then we rode bikes everywhere. Yeah. So I was like, there's kids everywhere in bikes. Sell some pegs, yeah. you know, to but somebody. The issue was, at that point, I wasn't buying them. I was stealing them. Okay. So I will steal your bike, and I'll sell it for parts. It's a shame. Right. Mm-hmm. Did you ever steal somebody's bike and then sell them back parts for a different bike? <laughs> okay, possibly. <laughs> to this day, my cousin claims that I stole her bike and sold it for parts, and I didn't. So if you're watching, I didn't steal your bike because <laughs> she still brings it up twenty something years later. I thought you were about to come out. No, I thought you were. About, I I'm really sorry. I stole your no, bike. I did not steal your bike. Okay. Also. So, anyways, yeah. So then it just grows gradually, and then you start, you know, from from. It just grows and it grows and it grows. And then next thing you know, you know, you're selling drugs and you're, you know, you're, you're just getting so far into it that at that point it just becomes a lifestyle. You know, like my middle school, I went to foster middle school. It was 85% black, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe 10% Hispanic and 5% white. And all the white kids were like in GT, I didn't know what GT was, Yeah, but they were all in GT programs, like in their own little building section of the school yeah yeah Yeah, you know so that influence that influenced a lot also me growing up yeah you know the just man the way that the way that they were dressing the way that they were talking the jewelry and i was like man i want jordans yeah i want that necklace. i want like i want that yeah i want what you have you know and that's coveting Mm -hmm. yes you know and we do it now still oh yeah we just do it on a different scale yeah you know, and that's why the Bible talks about thou shalt not covet mm-hmm. your neighbor's wife or the donkey or the yep. servant. I mean, because we do like, like I want what you have mm-hmm. and I'm not going to stop until I get it. Yeah. You know, sometimes no matter what it takes, exactly. no matter what the cost. Yeah. 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 You know, and instead of asking God for it, we just try to figure out a way to, to get it. Yeah. You know, with, with our own. Whether it's we do it legally or illegally, so how did how did that fall apart for you? I mean, uh, you know, you go down that road, you you uh, you eventually hit a wall. I'm assuming, you know, you, you don't have to go down that road, and you're going to hit a wall with sin, no matter what. Yeah, you know, it's it's going to happen, even if it's not that particular sin. Uh, whatever the sin is, we're going to hit a brick wall at some yeah. point. So where did that brick wall come into the equation for you? There was. Um, a lot of my friends started getting murdered. How and old were you at this point? Fifteen. Really? Mm-hmm. When did you start selling drugs? Around that age. Yeah. But I Goodness. mean, I w- it wasn't like big time. I was just right, just I peddling by my own, and then yeah, same thing, you know. And then, dude, at, at the age of sixteen, I had a candy maroon Lincoln on twenties. Wow. What? I, yeah, I, on twenties. I mean, you're talking. 20 years ago, I was running on 20s. <laughs> wow. And my parents never once asked, hey. How'd you afford that? Candy Maroon Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> parked outside. Yeah, is that yours? Yeah. 
buddy. I mean, you're getting in it every day. I was teaching my mom how to drive. Okay. <laughs> you know. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Were but, you were you like really supporting your family at this point? Man, we were all kind of everybody's helping, helping each out. other yeah. out. Yeah. So then, yeah, but then my friends, you know, they I started losing friends, getting murdered. I mean, brutally shot. You know, in the middle of the street, right here in Longview. Yeah, yeah. Longview, man. And um, golly, man. You know, I had friends that are to this day still doing life in prison. You know, I had a friend that just recently got out after serving 26 years for murder. I mean, so, you know, we live that that lifestyle. And then, you know, um, my my mom started going to church, which if you my mom is gangster, man, like, OK, like gangster. Anytime I can tell you stories of time when they would come to our house and look for me to beat me up and stuff, and they did plenty of times. My mom would come out and just start swinging, helping me, hitting people with brooms. and Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, my mom was gangster. So I saw my mom gave her life to Christ, and I was like, wait a minute. When was that? Uh, This was when I was probably 17. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, man, this, this, is, this woman is strong, and she is a different person now. What's happening? Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, so my mom, it's usually, you know, the I guess in this case, it was my mom and then my mom converted my dad and then my dad, I saw my dad transform his life. He became a different person and then he started getting us involved, you know, in, in Christianity and because and we grew up Catholic, but, okay. you know, didn't really practice, didn't really know. Okay. Um, so you had somewhat of an understanding of possibly the Bible or, you know, Jesus' life or stuff like that. Just well, well, I knew that everything that I've survived to that point wasn't was some due to a higher power besides yeah. myself. Yeah, and you you believed in God. Yes. You believed there was a God, um, and you knew that He was present in your life. You just you weren't living that mm-hmm. life, you know. And then your your parents started started falling in. And and you got I'm I'm assuming you and your sister just kind of came yeah so the the day before I saw my mom would always be like mijo which is the boy come to church with us you know and just always try to mm-hmm. pour that life into me and finally I said you know what okay I'll go to church with you Sunday we'll go to church Sunday and we live like right across the street from the church okay you know so they still live there to this day and long story short that night I was seventeen. I get into it with this guy, and I end up in juvenile. And I had promised my mom that I was going to go to church mm-hmm. with her that day. So all I could think about was not the crime that I committed, but that I had let my mom down. You know, because I yeah. promised her, okay, mom, I promise you I'll be there with you tomorrow. Like, yeah. You're going to see me go to church. And I broke that promise. You know, and to me that hurt more than me sitting in juvie or yeah right you broke it because you you went and ended up going to juvie mm-hmm. did you go to juvie in, in longview. longview okay mm-hmm. so that was a very was that a opening. was that a turning point that for you that was one of them just because of like man everything my mom sacrificed and i remember when my you grandma finally, it, it sunk in when my grandma died and I saw my dad crying. He couldn't. My dad couldn't go back to bury his own mom mm. because he was because he was here. So, 
and I mentioned earlier that my dad's one of the strongest guys I've, I know to this day. And he was so broken, you know, and my grandma died and he couldn't bury his mom because mm-hmm. he's here to provide a better life for us, to make sure that we could have everything we need. We mm-hmm. have a roof over our head. And then I'm like, quote unquote, pissing my life away mm-hmm. while this man and my mom left their family behind to give me and my sisters a better life. And then I'm out here in the streets acting stupid. Yeah. You know. Mm. So that was that was one of the the turning points. Okay. You know, in my life. And then I've learned to, you know, I got involved. I, you know, learned. I've, I was saved. I was baptized when I was 30. Okay. You know. So there's no, there's no, like, I guess, timeline of, you know, from from when you accept to when you repent to when you're baptized, you know, right. like it's just whenever God put in my heart at that. Yeah. Cause I was baptized as a baby in, as a Catholic. Right. You know, but at that point I didn't really have any sin. I didn't really. Yeah. You know, yeah, you don't understand at that point. <clears throat> yeah. So that's crazy. So what a story, man. God. I, so I've known you for a while. Mm-hmm. Never really talked about your story. Um, this is really it's it's eye opening, and I think for the people watching and listening, just a reminder of, you know, no matter where you come from, we all need Jesus. Yeah, every one of us, mm-hmm. and we all have sin. We all have things in our life that we struggle with, and that's why we need them. Mm-hmm. And um, when when that was presented to me, I was like, so this Jesus guy, he's gonna take me as I am. Baggy clothes, you know, gold necklace, yeah. and watches, and he's gonna take me and and we think that that okay, well, I don't want to give up that lifestyle. I'm having too much fun right now to be living the Christian life. Yeah, you know, and we we always think that we have to give something up, mm-hmm. you know, in order for him to bless us or to live in us or to just manifest himself in us, and it's. Slowly, as we get closer to him, we st- we slowly start wanting to get away from certain things. Mm-hmm. And that's just because we have conviction at that point. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's that. That's the sanctification process. Mm-hmm. It's the refinement process that God just, I mean, it's a, it's, it's, it's like going through the trenches, you know, um, because you want to hold on to all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you know, you want to, you want to figure out how to, follow Jesus and still um and still be all about ourselves you know and 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 still have all these things that create temporary happiness like the watches and the in the in the gold chains and the cool clothes and the cool cars and all that stuff um but you know God meets us wherever we are you know and it doesn't matter where we are or what we're doing he's going to meet us there and man, you're right. When that when that conviction takes hold, when that sanctification, God, the Holy Spirit just starts whittling on you, just a little bit at a time. Man, it it cuts deep, and um, and 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 figuring out how to let go of that, and you know, just take up your cross and go go toward Jesus. Man, it's really a tough deal. And we have, you know, it's, it's <clears throat> difficult. We have this, maybe this expectation or this, that we, once we do, quote unquote, get our life together or 
we turn our life around that that we're not going to have any more struggles and any more yeah, I was going to ask you about that. You know, and I think I've struggled more or I've had more battles after the, the better I try to do and the better person I try to be, it's like the harder that Satan reminds me of That's the more dangerous you are. Yeah. You know, the the clo- the closer you are to Christ and the more conviction you have to try and beat your sin and to try to be a better man and a follower of Christ and to be a disciple, the more dangerous you are to him, mm-hmm. to Satan. I remember um, I would get, you know, as I got older and, and started turning away from that, I remember I would have schools reach out to me. And they're like, hey, will you come talk to these kids? And, you know, tell them about there's no, no future in streets and gangs and all that. Mm. You know, the counselors will reach out to me. Counselors that knew me growing up, they're like, hey, will you come back to the school and talk to the kids? And so then I had a phone call about two months ago. I did it, and then I just kind of, you know, some of the counselors retired. And so anyway, so I got a phone call about two months ago, and they were like, hey, will you um, come talk to the kids? And, you know, we'll give you the auditorium. There's about 100 kids. I'm like, yes, I'm in. Like, what do you want me to talk about? Drugs, violence, streets gangs and the lady paused and she was like what i was like yeah like wh- what, what's up yeah she was like no like it's career day so can you talk to them about like owning a business <laughs> <laughs> paying taxes You're like hey i want to i want to get up here and change yeah. some lives she like was talking like, about she was jesus like, what are you talking about i'm like oh so she was like yeah like just it's career day and and we want to talk about construction and having an llc and paying yeah. taxes and I was like, my bad. <laughs> Maybe I'm gonna make some of that other other good stuff yeah. in there. So you know, like how we how we're transformed. Like one day you're talking about, you know, um, selling, you know, living that lifestyle, and then the next day you're pouring into life, but on another, mm-hmm. you know, on another level. What a cool man! And it's cool all, dude. Story, it's all because man. of like it's nothing that I did. Yeah, you know, uh, it's just. It's, Man, a, it's, it's, a deci- it's a decision that you made, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, you Which ch- you that chose. my mom made. Yep. My yep. mom made it for it. My dad made it for us by coming here. If my dad would have never came here, we would have never been introduced to the gospel. Yeah. And we'll still be lost. I think, you know, you talked about something earlier um, that I want to mention. But with all of us, God will take our mess and turn it into his message if we'll let him. What you mentioned in the last episode, <clears throat> the you mentioned being in Mexico, there's there's poor or there's rich. Mm-hmm. There's no middle class. And uh, you so you cannot build generational wealth. You mentioned that, that term. When you guys came to America and your mom and dad accepted Christ and then introduced you and your sister to Christ, they created the beginning of your generational wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we think about wealth a lot of times as just financial, but... The true wealth on this earth is knowing him and living for him. And, you know, what a blessing. Because you can look back in family histories, right? You can look back in your family history, yours, mine, and where maybe that switch happened. And understand that, like, they gave me a leg up, you know, because they knew somebody I didn't. They laid the foundation. Yeah. They, yeah, they, sac- they made the sacrifice. Um and you're right. I mean, the Bible the Bible tells us that our our treasures are not on not in this world. 
and uh, and we talk about wealth and we talk about worldly things and um, we don't get to take nothing with us, you know. No. Uh, our our treasure is in heaven, man, and uh, it's well. I, I, I'm just I, I'm blown away by your story, Lewis. Yeah. Um, you know, just I've I've we we've never. I've never heard, I've never personally sat next to somebody and heard a story like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, knowing what, I, I mean, we hear, hear, you hear stuff, you know, I, I, I mean, I can remember being, we're, we're pretty much the same age. I can remember uh, Dolores Salazar coming into my class when I was in like second grade and she's the same age as us. And she came from Mexico and she couldn't speak a word of English and we had the exact same birthday, January 11th. Mm-hmm. I, that's I'll never forget Dolores. Dolores is an accountant right now. Okay. And from what I understand, doing very well. Awesome. And exact same situation. Maybe not exact, but very very similar situation. Um, they just showed up. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they they just showed up, and um, I know the man that that her dad was working for to wait to bring his family over here. And um, I remember daily Dolores learning how to speak English. I, I mean, I, I remember it being a real struggle until we were probably in fifth or sixth grade and she started really getting it, you know. And and uh, I tell people and they're like, we don't have an accent. That's, they're blown away when I was like, I, was, I just became a U.S. citizen in October. Wow. You know, so – that's crazy. Yeah. So I mean, it, there's a lot of stories similar to mine, and I just don't think people take advantage of the platform that we're given. Like anyone that follows me on social media, I'm very open about my story, about my background, about how I was raised. I'm very, very proud of my Mexican mm-hmm. heritage. I was born there. You know, I was most a lot of my childhood was spent there. But I'm also, like, very proud and honored to be an American now, you know, and I get to vote in elections, and I get to, my vote gets to. Counts. Yeah. Yeah, it matters. I have a voice. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of people, I don't know if they're scared to speak up because of the whole cancel culture, or they just, man, or they just don't care, you know, or. You kind of got, let's talk about social media. Oh, God. You kind of had a hard time. On Lewis is kind of like our, uh, he's kind of a, a face of Longview guy. Everybody knows him. He's very active on social media, doing a lot of good things. And he'll just, Lewis just goofs around on <clears throat> social media. And we have this dead gum Facebook page called All Things Longview. And it was intended, it was created and intended for positivity, for like, who are you? Where are you from? What what business do you run? We're, we're promoting, like, living and shopping local. Like, it was a great idea. It took off. And so, Lewis is kind of like, he's become very active on that platform. Everybody knows him. And some, I don't even know what happened, man. But somebody, some people were giving you a really hard time on there. What it's turned into is a lot of negativity. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, I hate so that. Kristen is a hero. She's the one that yeah. started the page. Yeah, and she Kristen's had, awesome. Yeah, she had great intentions. You know, she's on the city council or yep. something. Yes, right? she is. Yeah. And so her intentions were great, you know, and we talked a lot and, and kind of what her vision was. And then somehow it just turned went the opposite. Yeah. And c- 
back to what I was saying, like, dude, people will throw sh- so much shade at me. So much shade. Yeah. But there's a lot of people, and not, not that I'm like a, you know, but there's a lot of people that don't. You're, you're visible. Know. Yeah, but there's a lot of people that don't know my my background. Your history. They don't know my history. They don't mm-hmm. know where I come from. They just see me as this funny guy on Facebook. Yeah. You know, but then what happens is they start looking at you with jealousy and envy, and mm-hmm. it goes back to the, okay, like this guy, and it's kind of scary at times because, man, people are blinded with hatred, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, like, my mom, even my mom to this day now, and and I hate that we're even having this discussion, but it gives me flashbacks to when I was growing up in the streets of Longview as a, you know, as a teenager. My mom's like, be careful, you know, like, almost like, watch your back. Yeah. And I was like, Mom, no, nothing's going to happen. Right. You know, but, but you don't know, man. Yeah. Right. You know, so... I, I mean, I'm blown away. Like, I have a lot of support from a lot of people, but yeah. there's also a certain group of individuals that don't want to see you do good. They don't want to see you do anything yeah. for the community, you know. And Yeah, you think you think you escaped that in sixth grade. Exactly. You know, and... and um, but it also, it takes a lot for me, man, because I know, I know myself, and my parents know my background, and my friends know where I come from, and it takes a lot for me to just keep that... I'm not that person anymore, mm-hmm. you know, like... I've been rescued and cleansed and yeah, <laughs> yeah, not that person anymore. Right. But I almost feel like I shouldn't have to remind you like who I was, mm-hmm. you know, right? And what that's Satan that wants to remind me exactly. who I used to yes, be. Yes, that's absolutely right. He wants to hold you in that sin. Yeah, when it's when it's it's gone, it's been forgiven. It is. Yeah. So I'm not gonna spend my life. I mean, I grew up in survival mode, and I was eight. I'm yeah. 36 now with the business. I have kids. Yeah. You know, I'm successful. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to, I'm done with that lifestyle. Right. I was done a long time ago. Yeah. When you we know? know whose we are and we live in that, yes. we don't have to worry about what other people who don't understand our, our journey and our life and our relationship with the Lord. We don't have to worry about what they think. Um, there's always a balance of like always trying to lead other people to Jesus, but you know, all we can do is throw the cast of seeds out, right? Mm-hmm. And if if they take them, and listen, nobody's perfect, man. Nobody, nobody is. There was one man that was perfect that mm-hmm. walked this earth, and that was it. Nobody else is perfect. Uh, we'll we'll get comments. I don't know if you see them. We'll get comments on the the show in our shorts every once in a while, just about people just bashing the Lord or just saying dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it, it can get to you. But we don't need to let it because we know whose we are and we're secure in our faith That's with correct. him. That's exactly yeah. right. And most of those people at some point knew God. I mean, I've, yeah. I'm going through one of the most difficult seasons in my life at 36. Right now. You know, right now, this very moment, you know, and I'm taught, I, I, you know, I look at my life. I, I try to do good. I try to I tithe. I try to help, you know, the community and I try to get involved in organizations and all these, you know, back to school drives and veterans, mm-hmm. you know, and and then like, then I'm going through the most difficult thing that I've ever gone through, you know, and there's nothing that the pain that I felt recently, it doesn't doesn't even touch everything that I've gone through as a kid, you know, and I've yeah. gone through, I've lost friends and and I've been shot at, I mean, drive-bys, like all that stuff, and and this this moment in life that I've gone through. 
none of that stuff that I've gone through growing up even touches what I'm going through. So I had a I had a decision to make. I'm okay. Do I let this situation define me and just mm-hmm. start? Well, God isn't real. If you're real, then why am I going through this? Why did I? You know, why is my wife gone? Why are my kids? You know, we we talked off air about not seeing about seeing your kids, and then you don't see them, and then when you see them, you're happy. You know, but just imagine when it gets to the point, and I hope it doesn't. But to me, I'm at the point right now where I only see them you know, once a week or every other weekend, mm. you know, and then all you have is memories. And then you wish you could turn back time, but you can't. So at, I was forced with the decision. I'm like, like, God, like, why am I going through this? I'm one of them. Like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm in the community. Like I've helped people overcome things that I'm still trying to overcome. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I've helped people deal with grief and, and loss, but I'm still grieving. I'm still going through it. So yeah. How is it? How is it fair? You know, so I was and, and I could be that person that could just I have the perfect time right now where I could turn my back on God and become that bitter, you know, heart full of resentment and yeah. hate, maybe. Yeah. You know, and so what are you doing instead? It seems like you're really putting in a big effort to not go that route. Yeah. Man, it, I've just I've been I've been staying in prayer Yeah. and just constantly just fighting the battles man you gotta you gotta flip the script on it man you gotta you gotta flip the whole script because the world and our culture and everything around you is pulling you in the direction that god does not desire for you to go in i mean within a matter matter of months like i've lost every all my material anything materialistic and you you touched on it like it's gone Mm -hmm. gone anything that i can physically touch that once belonged to me it's gone, mm. you know, but I know where my heart is. I know who's I am, you know, and, and I still have love that I can give to people and, and help people. You know, yeah, a lot man. of the best things are things that we don't even see. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> You're exactly right, uh, yeah. man. And to hear you say it in the middle of your trial, the, yeah. what you would maybe argue is one of the biggest trials of your life, um, man, you're already winning, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're like you're already winning. You 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 know, you know what it takes to get on the other side of that mountain that you're climbing, and uh, you got to keep doing it. Yeah. You know, keep doing it, and uh, surround yourself with people that want to help you climb that mountain, and stay away from those folks that you were talking about just a minute ago that want to see you fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you got to surround yourself with people that uh, they want you to win. You know. I can tell you one thing, we want you to win. Yeah, you're welcome to uh, <laughs> come back and win on this show. That's right. Anytime. 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 So I've learned to celebrate, man, any any victory, any milestone. Like, I, I was I, back to social media, I posted, like, I was the second best builder of East Texas Lovers. And that, to me, that's a big thing. That's yeah. huge. Because yeah. cause I come from nothing. Yeah. You know, I go from being, like, dang, you're homeless to building houses for people so they can live in. Yeah. You know? That's awesome. So... Man, and that's all God. I, ain't, I mean, I'm just I'm just letting God use me, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and what my talent is. And, the, and then there's like, oh, well, that's a joke of an award. Thank you. But I still celebrate it. Because that's right. To me. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal for what, where God has brought you to. Mm-hmm. And it's a platform. Mm-hmm. Everything everything that God presents us, awards, things like that, recognitions, there's two things that we can do with them. We can say, Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's that's me. Mm-hmm. I got this. Mm-hmm. I'm really good at what I do. Or just redirect it. Yeah, or I can say, mm-hmm. you know, 
That's God. Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity for me to praise him for the talents that he's blessed me with. I mean, you actually saw me one day. We were I was having lunch by yep. myself. Yeah. And and it was a I'll call it like a and I called it that day like a divine divine, yeah, appointment. divine appointment. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, you showed up and we sat down and we ate, we talked, we cried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and and man, here I am. Yeah. This is this man. is the thing that I mean the the appointments that the Lord orchestrates. Before we got on air, I asked Lewis, uh, you know, we talked about some things he was going through, and I asked him about a Bible verse that was real heavy on his heart right now that was kind of helping him through uh, some tough moments in his life at the time. He said it was 2 Corinthians 4, 7. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. Why is that so impactful for you right now at this time in your life <clears throat> a lot of because people the first thing you see when you meet me or you or you know man shane's got a beautiful family he's got a business he's got it all figured out you know because they look at the they look at the jar yeah you know they, like there's three different cups here and it's not and they're all three different textures different colors different sizes yours has a lid mine doesn't but it's what's inside you know that makes it Without the inside of it, there's it's just a cup. Mm. You're empty. That's right, man. That's good. So if you're empty, then you're it's useless at that point. Yeah, you know? just a cup that's supposed to do something, it. but it's not doing anything. Yeah, exactly. Our cup, our cups are they're supposed to runneth over. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Uh, with with the Holy Spirit. And if I see that your cup is empty, and I've got something that I can give you, hey man, here, that's let me right. Pour into you, and then you pour into him, and then you pour into the next person. You know, and then next thing you know, your cup is full and you meet me at Jack's one day and my cup is empty. Mm. And yours is, you know, overflowing. So then you pour into my cup. It's such a that's such a great analogy yeah. coming directly from a Bible verse that and you, you go back and you think about the miracle um, of the, the loaves of bread and the fish. Right. When Jesus gave more appeared, mm-hmm. when he gave more appeared. And it's like when we give. Ours is still full. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if we're full of him, we give. Mm-hmm. And then you look, and it's like, that sucker's still full. Yeah. Like, oh, here. Give oh, more. Here. Give more. Dude, because we are made to give. It's it's We it's are made to give. God, he made us to serve. Yeah. He made us to serve his people. So, uh, man, I'm honored to meet you. Uh, and I know we don't know each other, Lewis, but, brother, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on your team, and I am in your corner. Uh, I want you to win. And so um, I'm, I'm excited. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, it was it was awesome to hear your story. Um, I was kind of tired, and I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of energized now. <laughs> so. I've learned, I mean, the only, and one thing that I've learned going through all this and just kind of getting closer to God and, you know, my, trying to grow spiritually, I've learned to pray, and I've learned to ask specifically, what to pray for. And I think that's where a lot of people kind of drop the ball, especially when they're in their early stages of Christianity, is they just throw a prayer out there and just hope that it works. And then we wonder why God's not answering our prayer. Right. You know, I remember when I wanted a house, I wanted a house so bad, I prayed for a house, and I prayed for a house, and I prayed for a house, and I got my house. Mm-hmm. You know, And then I started praying for peace. I'm like, God, I want peace. I'm tired. I want peace. Mm. I want peace. Mm. And then I got peace. 
Mm. Yeah. So then I'm like, well, wait a minute. I just got to be, <laughs> you, you know, so praying. yeah. So yeah. Or when people are like, hey, asking for prayers, but don't ask why. Well, what are we praying for? Yeah. We need to be specific. Yeah. We need I'll, to be sp- I'll give you, uh, this is um, just a simple example of prayer. Um, we were in the Virgin Islands last week and every day you, we would go out to a, to a new beach and the idea there is you snorkel and you see this amazing coral and, and uh, underwater life, creatures, uh, jellyfish, fish, sharks, um, turtles, sea turtles, um, all kinds of stuff. It's, am- it's, just, it's just absolutely incredible, like what the Lord created and that we hardly ever get to see. But my sister-in-law, she's been three, four, five times to the Virgin Islands. This was our first time. And she has never seen... An octopus. Now, if you know anything about octopus, they are uh, night creatures. They tend to move at night. They're really, really shy. They don't like to be around any, basically any other sea animal. They can disguise themselves and turn themselves the color of whatever they're sitting on. A lot of them can. So they can be sitting on a rock and you won't even see them until they move. So Courtney, my wife, knowing that Leah wanted really wanted to see an octopus started praying for her to see an octopus she didn't t- tell anybody yeah. that well the third the fourth or fifth the no the next to the last day we were there leah swimming in brandon had already come into shore courtney and i were about 200 yards behind them just kind of easing in and leah saw an octopus on a rock this the only octopus that was seen on our trip and she was the only one who actually saw it. Brandon saw it take off, and that mm-hmm. was it. Just the power of prayer, <laughs> yeah, right? That's awesome. Right? I mean, that like. just so cool. It, yeah. Nobody else saw yeah. that. We didn't talk to anybody else that week that saw an octopus. It, it's so simple. Our connection with the Lord is that communication, is that prayer through the Holy Spirit. And we miss it. I miss it. And we forgive. I mean, we forget that. that we forget that we serve the God that created the universe, created us. And then we come to him with these little, well, God, if it's in your will for me to have a house, then let it be. Yeah. No, God, I want a house. Yeah. This is what I want. I want to see an octopus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? And it, you know, he, the, re- the, the, he those reveals, desires. he reveals himself through yeah. those relationships. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, like, Hey, I'm, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's an octopus. Right. But I'm here. Yeah. And if it's, if the desires of your heart, Match up with, maybe maybe Leah saw an octopus so I could tell the story about God mm-hmm. on the uncomfortable truth. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, we don't we don't know exactly why, but but why not? I mean, super cool. Yeah, I mean, so simple. That's awesome, bro. Yeah, maybe my dad brought me here so I can, so that I could be saved, and in return, my family could be saved, and yeah. then one day we'll all be in heaven rejoicing together. Absolutely, you know, instead of. Not instead of just being separated. Now, now we all we're all because of that decision my dad made. Mm-hmm. Now we all get to um, one decision. Yeah, one decision, man, changed my entire family tree. Uh, that generational he created. Yeah, you know, dude. And then one day we'll all be in heaven. That's right. Having our own podcast. So that's right. <laughs> if you don't know Jesus out there, this is a time. This is a great segue into. If you're feeling led by the Holy Spirit to accept Him into your life, all you have to do is ask Him to come in. You have we have to give up our old self and, and be 
one with Christ in a new way. And all that you have to do is say, Jesus, I need you. I'm willing to turn from my sin and walk with you. And mean it, and there you are. Now you can celebrate in heaven with us. That's right. And you can have that everlasting peace mm-hmm. that Lewis was talking about, and you can experience some of the coolest things that you never thought possible. Uh, it's a really cool life. Jesus is really cool. Oh, uh, man. You know, so accept him. You know, learn more about him. Open your Bible. Yeah. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, maybe you can maybe you can get some encouragement out of it. If that's if Lou's story doesn't light your fire, then your wood's wet. <laughs> we need to figure out how to dry your wood out. Appreciate all you joining us today, Lewis. Thanks so much, yes, dude. Sir. So inspiring. Um, Anytime, man. I've been asked to speak. I've been asked to do a lot of Facebook lives and a lot of podcasts, but this one just felt different. You know? well, so thank cool. you. I've watched what y'all have done and and keep up and keep well, it up. Man. We Thanks, appreciate bro. you being here. Uh, don't be surprised if we ask you to come back Let's to fill, fill a spot if we need need a guy so we've got some other people that we'd like to to have back if we um have an empty seat remember to like share subscribe help us reach more people for jesus go out and kick the day in the face and we'll catch you on the next one